with the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback, North Carolina. All right, welcome to another episode of the Royalty Podcast. I'm Reese Holmes. Joining me is Drew Buffalo. We've got a great show planned for you tonight. We are doing a special NFL season preview. It's been a while since we've done. We've been on the air. It's been about two months, I guess, now. <laughs> College happened. That's all I can say. So uh, Drew's been busy playing golf. I've been busy doing nothing. <laughs> so uh, it's not wasting any more time. We had big news drop tonight. Ezekiel Elliott had, had his suspension uh, put on hold. I'm not a legal expert. I'm not sure what's going on here, but apparently his suspension got a restraining order. I never heard of a suspension get a restraining order. Jerry, what are your thoughts on uh, Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, it's good lawyering. That's that's about all I know. But um, big news for your fantasy football team, that's for sure. You yeah. Picked, picked him real early. Got a steal in the third round of the fantasy draft. Everyone was laughing at me for taking a suspended player, but I think I'm the real winner here. I think you've got inside knowledge or something. You, you knew that was coming. Or something well, like when I picked him, my first thought was Tom Brady had the same thing happen to him two years ago. Deflate gate. There wasn't really a ton of evidence. I know Tom Brady destroyed his phone, and I'm not sure. I still don't know what happened there. But, like, in this Ezekiel Elliott scenario, there wasn't a ton of evidence against him. And six games was kind of a long time. I think they're just trying to make an example out of him. But it looks like the NFL just got – they made themselves look stupid. I mean, Roger Goodell has no control over the league. And this is not the first time he's botched the suspension. Josh Brown last year, the Giants kicker, Domestic violence. They actually had evidence against him. Only got one game suspension. Mm. Tom Brady deflated gate. That was just a mess. There's no other way to say that. Yeah. But yeah, the Cowboys now are looking pretty. It looked like the Giants were going to be the favorites to win the NFC East. But now, if Elliott's able to play the whole season, maybe they might go back to back. Yeah, that's yeah. I see that happening with with Zeke back. Sunday night, Giants, Cowboys. It looked like we weren't going to see Odell or Ezekiel Elliott, but now I think we might be able to see both of them. So I think the NFL is just trying to help their uh, TV ratings out a little bit. Did you see that Odell Beckham catch in practice this year? Yeah. That was amazing. That, I mean, like, as good as that catch was, that's probably not even his second best catch he's ever had. Like, it's a, he's just ridiculous. Like, I know Antonio Brown's awesome. I know Julio Jones is awesome. But if you're talking about best receivers in the NFL, I think Odell Beckham could be number one. But anyways, we had that rabbit trail. Um, this is a North Carolina podcast. We had to get that out of our system. <laughs> I think the real story about NFL is uh, Mitch Trubisky, the greatest quarterback of all time, oh, I yeah. have to say. The GOAT already. But anyways, to be in all seriousness, Mitch Trubisky would not be the starter week one. Um, it's actually the opposite. NC State quarterback Mike Lennon would be the starter week one. Um, a little bit of college rivalry going on again. Drew, what's the over-under on how many weeks Mike Glennon actually starts for Chicago? Ooh, that's the over-under. Let's see. I'll go eight. I'll give you over-under of eight. eight. But the question is, though, are the Bears actually trying to win this year? That's true. Like, they gave up the farm for Mitch Trubisky. They gave up – I think they gave up this year's first round. No, it wasn't this year's. They gave up their third-round pick, and they gave up something. else. just moved up one spot. And the 49ers wouldn't even want to pick him anyway. So it's kind of a – a confusing situation, I guess. But anyways, the Bears got their quarterback, and I think Trubisky is going to be good. We saw what he did in preseason. He lit up the uh, – who's he playing the first week? The Broncos. He had a really good game. Was it like 9 for 9 to start that yeah, game? Yeah, I think he, his first drive, they brought him in for halftime. He went – they were like midfield, and he went downfield, no incompletions, got a touchdown. 
So I think he's gonna, I think he's got a future. I think he's a little bit of a like the Jaguars couple years ago. They like played Bortles, and they weren't planning to play like Bortles the first season. They were actually gonna send him out like like redshirt him in a sense, but they were bad. I can't. I think their starter idea was Chad Henney, and mm. he's he's actually still on the roster. But Chad Henney was their starter. I think they went. I think the bye week was week five, and at that point they were zero and four. And I think there was a lot of pressure to start Bortles, so they kind of rushed him in. And he did good his first year, but after that he kind of this year he's really fallen off. Like he was awful in preseason. I'm not sure if you saw Blake Bortles this preseason, but his mechanics were terrible. He just looked bad, and that's what I'm kind of fear about Mitch Trubisky. I kind of don't want him to be rushed into the starting lineup because that Bears team is awful. They have no offensive line. <laughs> They lost their best wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey. He plays for the Eagles now. Um, and Cameron Meredith, I think, towards ACL, their number one receiver. And then after Meredith got hurt, Victor Cruz was supposed to be their target, but they cut him. So I have no idea who Trubisky's going to throw to now. But I don't, I'll, I'll be surprised if Trubisky plays at all this season. Unless Glennon gets hurt, I don't think they're rushing him into the lineup. Yeah, I think for his long-term growth, it's it's best for him to be the backup this year, try to learn whatever he can from from just being in the league for a year, and maybe next year come in. But you know, I guess we'll have to see. But like you said, they'll they'll probably have pressure because they did move up and gave gave so much up. They're gonna have pressure if they, like you said, start bad to put him in there. So we'll we'll have to see. And, and it's Chicago too. Chicago is not a very patient fan base. They're not the worst fan base in the world, but they're not. They're not very patient. They want to win now. Um, it's not like it's not like it's the Panthers. Panthers, that we can kind of tolerate a year. You know, <laughs> we know we're not we're not a huge, I guess, market. I guess Chicago's a huge market. They got big fan base. Like when Trubisky got drafted, the next night the Bulls were playing. It wasn't a playoff game, but it was an NBA game. And he got booed on the jumbotron. They yep. showed Trubisky. He got booed. Chicago kind of they want to win now. And after uh, this first season of the game, I think Trubisky. His jersey sales went through the roof. Mm-hmm. So he got um, booed, and then a couple months later, they're buying his jersey. So Chicago fans, they're kind of delusional, I guess. But this has got his work cut out for him in Chicago. But um, I think it's better because he actually wanted to be picked by the Cleveland Browns. Um, mm. It could have been worse for him, mm. but I can't can't imagine a quarterback being one to pick, get drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. They got that famous jersey hanging downtown Cleveland of all the quarterbacks they've had. And I think it's 17 quarterbacks in the last 20 years. or It's something crazy like that. But Chemisky could have been their savior, but I guess we can worry about the Bears for now. <laughs> but moving on to another target, you know, uh, probably the more fan favorite, because he, he was dominating for a few years. All four years he was in Carolina. Chemisky only played that one season, which was last year, and didn't have a ton of his team success, although Trubisky played very well. Um, Ryan Switzer, fan favorite. What do you expect from Switzer this year? Um, I expect a lot, actually. I think he'll be a a good fit in that offense. Um, I just think he's going to be, you know, a good, uh, you know, what is it, slot receiver? Slot receiver, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good slot receiver for them. And uh, I I kind of, similar to what McCaffrey's going to do for the Panthers, I think he can he can be fill a similar role. Well, the Cowboys, they already have one white white wide receiver, uh, Cole Beasley. So I guess they add another one to that collection. But um I think Trevor Pick for Switzer would have been the Patriots, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He goes Edelman's hurt, um, Chris Hogan now, who was a former lacrosse player, is 
it's crazy because Julian Element was a quarterback in college, and I'm not sure how much football Chris Hogan actually played in college, and that was the two of his best receivers. I guess now they have Brandon Cooks and Gronkowski, obviously, but mm-hmm. I think the uh, Patriots have been perfect fit for Switzer. Um, the Cowboys, though, I know Des Bryant came out and said that he expects Switzer to return four or five punt, punt returns this year, not just return punts, but return them for a touchdown. So Des Bryant expects big things from Switzer. I know he's been impressing in practice. But it's hard not to be impressed with Switzer. Switzer's so awesome. As they call it, he has deceptive speed since he's white. <laughs> he's white yeah, yeah he's, black, black players don't have deceptive speed, so that's how it goes. But, uh, yeah, Switzer, I, I think he'll be good. I don't think he'll play a ton this year. I think he'll get some he'll get some action, but I don't expect anything crazy for him. Don't pick him up on your fantasy team or anything. I think he'll be good in the NFL. So will his touchdowns, if he were to take punt returns back, does it? Yeah, does he, he, he get he gets Tyree kill last year. Okay, most of his points for from punt returns last year. Tyree kill, it's crazy. The NFL Tyree kills is so fast, but they care so much about off the field stuff. Like Kaepernick won't get signed because he's protesting national anthem, which I don't support. I don't think he should be. I think there's better ways to spread awareness of that social issues. But it's kind of crazy how Tyreek Hill punches punches his girlfriend and he can play, and but Kaepernick can't. I, that's just a different argument for a different day, but that's just my opinion on Tyreek Hill mm. because he's not a punching girlfriends on distraction in the locker room. <laughs> like I don't understand, but it is what it is. So another writer here for the Tar Heels, um, Matt Collins. He he was really good. He got hurt last year, broke his collarbone, missed the last few games, which is actually the downfall of the season because at that point UNC was in a good position to compete for the ACC championship. Not to win the championship, but to win the division, the Coastal Division. He also got called for the worst targeting penalty in the history yeah, against, of football. Yeah, against Baylor years, and the, uh, was it, Music City Bowl? Yep. One of those, I'm not a college football, the one thing I hate about college football is all the bowl games. I cannot stand the bowl <laughs> games. It just kind of, I know they make they make their money, and that's all they care about, but at the end of the day, who cares who wins Music City Bowl? Like, I want to beat Baylor, but, I mean, like, this is kind of a fast system. Anyway, Hollins was great in college. Um, he had a big body. He was actually a former walk-on. He walked on at Carolina. Which is crazy to me. I don't understand how that's even possible. But, but yeah. he went from walk-on to, I think he was the fourth round, fifth round draft pick. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I saw an interesting stat on him. The Eagles during training camp, they they do some kind of next-gen technology, which they track the players' like footsteps during training camp. During the whole training camp, Matt Collins ran 139,217 yards, which is equivalent to 80 miles. Wow. So he ran 80 miles during training camp. I think it was most of anybody in the on the team. It might have been most in the NFL, but I'm not sure. But 79, 79.1 miles during training camp. And that, that just shows how much the Eagles want to use him. Because if the Eagles didn't think he was good, he didn't be running that much. He'd be on the sidelines watching the other receivers, you know, get reps. But I expect Colin, and he got touchdown during preseason. He got the uh, first touchdown of the season for the Eagles in preseason. But um, they got Alshon Jeffrey as the number one target. But I expect Hollins to get some uh, get some action this year. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for him uh, for long term. I think he he could easily be the who knows who's the who the best Tar Heel out of this draft is. But I think he's definitely like if you were to pick, he's a, he's a sleeper pick. Yeah, he's definitely. You know he's 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 probably behind Trubisky and some other guys, but he's definitely up there. I like him a lot. He was such a good deep ball threat for us. Yeah, and plus it, it kind of helps them too. Carson Wentz, I think he's gonna be a really good quarterback. He was awesome his rookie year. It's gonna be interesting to see because all quarterbacks fall off their second year. They have their sophomore slump. 
But Carson Wentz looks good, and that's all matters in the league. Like, like Tom Brady makes anybody look good. Like, would Chris Hogan be good if he played for the Jaguars? Probably not. <laughs> no um, one's gonna give him a portal. <laughs> but Holland, you know, he has Wentz, and Wentz seems to like him. He got a lot of catches in the preseason, so I expect a lot of big things from Holland this year. And another interesting thing I saw is moving on to the next player, um, Najir Jones, the defensive tackle. Who uh, he didn't graduate, but he I think it was he was a junior last year. But anyways, he got paid by the Bills in like the fourth or fifth round. And the interesting thing I saw about him, which has nothing to do with football, but um, when he was 16 years old, he was getting up for bed. He was getting up for high school. And um, I guess he was trying to get out of bed, but he couldn't get out of bed. So he was screaming, hey, mom, I can't get up. And his mom's like, stop trying to procrastinate. We got, we, you got to get up for school. You can't try to skip. He's like, no, I can't, I can't get up. And my mom's like, stop kidding, stop kidding around. Get up. And she comes in his room, and he's, just can't get up. His body's not working. So they take him to the hospital, and he thought he was paralyzed, which would have been obviously not good. But he got diagnosed with um, complex regional pain syndrome, which I have no idea what that is. But it's chronic arm or leg pain that results from an injury. Apparently, it only occurs in 1.2 of every 100,000 children. So it's very not unheard of. But um. They didn't think he'd be able to walk again. He might have to learn how to walk again. It took him a while, but now he went from not knowing if he would be able to walk again to being an NFL player. So he has a cool story behind him. That's his motivation for, you know, working hard and getting better every day. And, you know, it's it's a great story. That's crazy. I don't – I can't even imagine what I would do in that situation. Like, that would just be so freaky. So. But, yeah, props to him for not giving up on his dream. He will be playing for the Bills this year who – don't look like they're going to have a great season. They might be starting Nathan Peterman at quarterback on Sunday. So Nathan Peterman versus Josh McCown, the tank wars between the Jets and the Bills. <laughs> but, yeah, Nas Jones, he looked, he was a beast in college. I thought he would have been picked higher in the NFL draft, but there's been a lot of players that ended up being stars that are picked late in draft, like Josh Norman was picked third or fourth time by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um Brady, Tom Brady, I know he's offense, but he was picked seventh round. I mean, there's a lot of players who were picked late in the draft that end up being good. So I don't think where you get picked is, you know, determines how good you are, obviously. But uh, the last part here we're going to talk about tonight is uh, Elijah Hood. He was my favorite player out of all of these. I loved Elijah Hood. He went to Charlotte Catholic High School. So he was, he's been in Carolina his whole life, but now he's with the Oakland Raiders. Um, he got picked in the seventh round. And was on the team until Sunday when the final cuts came out and he got cut. But fortunately, the next day, the Oakland Raiders signed him back to the practice squad, which there's a lot of rules about the practice squad that I didn't know about. Apparently, he's on the, so right now he's on the Oakland Raiders practice squad, but that, that means other player, other teams can sign him. Mm-hmm. So the Panther is going to sign him, but the rule is they can't sign him to his, their practice squad. He has to be on the active roster. Yeah. So, and the limit for players to be on the practice squad is like two to three years. So he's got two to three years to get better and be able to get on the team. But after that, he won't be able to be on a practice squad anymore. He gets paid pretty well because practice squad players get paid, practice squad players get paid one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars a year. So he's still making pretty decent money. Yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to sign me, I can throw it around a little bit. If that's what you want me to Go do. Play some society soccer football. <laughs> but 
Elijah Hood, he had a bad year this past year. He kind of struggled with injuries, and the offensive line wasn't great behind him. But we've learned in the NFL, if you don't have an offensive line, I don't care how good you are, you're not going to do well. Mm-hmm. Like, Ezekiel Elliott's a great running back. not taking anything away from Ezekiel Elliott. But he had the Cowboys' offensive line, which was amazing. That, and plus Dak Prescott, too. Dak Prescott's rookie quarterback. I picked him in the fifth, fourth round. And he looked, he looked amazing. But how good would he have been if he had a Jaguar supporting cast? I mean, it's kind of... The offensive line is the most important thing about football. If you don't have a good offensive line, I don't care how good your defense is, I don't care how good your quarterback is. If you don't have time to throw or run, you're not going to win football games. Mm-hmm. But that was Elijah Hood's problem last year. The offensive line did not perform well. We had a lot of injuries. But the year before that, when Targos went to the ADZ championship game against Clemson, he had a great season. Ran for over um, 1,000 yards. He actually had one game against NC State where he had 220 rushing yards in one game. Two touchdowns. We last time we beat State, unfortunately. But Hood was a beast, and last year he got in struggle. I'm, I was very disappointed. Disappointed because um, I feel like he could have been a higher draft pick if he had a better season. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, I got that now. He had 17 rushing touchdowns in 2015 and 1,400 rushing yards. So he, he can produce if you give him the ball. And um, I thought he would make the, the cut with the Raiders because um, they. They lost Latavius Murray, They're, but they got, now they have Marshawn Lynch. But Marshawn Lynch is in his high 30s. He hasn't played football in a year. Mm-hmm. He's not. He even said himself he's not in football shape. So I don't expect anything from Marshawn Lynch this year. People on fantasy football taking Marshawn Lynch high. I don't see it. I know he was good two years ago with the Seahawks, but I just, I just don't see it. Well, it's time for the most important uh, topic of the night: the Carolina Panthers. Um, this is a North Carolina podcast, but I would. I would have seen most Tario fans are also Panther fans. That's the most, that's the closest team. And a lot of people, Cowboys fans or Falcons fans. But me and Drew are Panther fans, so we're going to talk about the Panthers. Um, Drew, what are your expectations for the Panthers this year? I'm really optimistic. I think we're going to be really good. I think we're going to win the division. I don't think Atlanta's as good this year. I think, you know, that was as good as Matt Ryan could possibly be. And I don't see him being any better next year. So, I think we're going to win the division. Is that too high? I mean, I really think we're going to be good. I think I went, the game's going to be back. I, I went through the Panthers' schedule last night, actually, and um, I came up with my predictions that they're, do, they're going to go 10 and 6. They got a pretty easy schedule. They played the first three games, played the 49ers, who was starting Brian Hoyer as quarterback. They're mm. obviously tanking, I guess. They're not, they're not putting forth a very good effort to win. Um, the next week, played the um, Buffalo Bills. Who are very bad. So they've lost a ton of players. They actually traded away a lot of their players to draft picks. So they're trusting the process, I guess. And uh, next week, the Saints. So the Saints will be a very um, close game. They got Adrian Peterson now. Adrian Peterson's old, but Drew Brees, like, when Peterson was on the Vikings, the, the main focus from defense was on the run game. Because if they could stop Peterson, they could easily stop Sam Bradford. They could easily stop um, whoever, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever was their quarterback. But the next week they played the Patriots, which we learned last night the Patriots defense is not as good as we thought it was. I feel sorry for whoever played the Patriots defense in fantasy football. Bobby got some <laughs> negative points for you last night. But they lost Dante Hightower. They're one of the best middle linebackers. The offense then looked – the thing about the Patriots is last year, the only time they were challenged until the Super Bowl was against the Texans, which is very surprising because people just looked at the quarterback like, oh, hey, they got Brock Osweiler. There's no way they can beat the Patriots. But the thing about it is, defense matters. If you can get pass rush on Brady, don't give him time to throw. You just, you throw him off. Like last night, I think he was 16 for 36 on pass attempts. 
no touchdowns. It's kind of weird because look at the stats for the game. He said if a quarterback had 360 passing yards and four touchdowns, yeah, I'm not going to think it would be Brady, but it was Alex Smith. <laughs> I don't think he's had a game like that in his life. But it was crazy. But um, the thing about Patriots is that's the winnable game for the Panthers. Actually, I mean, if the Patriots keep if Patriots can't improve their defense until then, it might be a high-scoring game. And the thing about the Patriots, they also play the Saints next weekend. That might be a high-scoring game as well. So the Patriots look like they could go 16 to 0 now. They're lucky that they're in they're in the easiest division in sports. Yeah, seriously. The uh, Jets and Bills. I'm not as optimistic about that game as you are. I feel like week four is when they're if they haven't already had their act together. I feel like they'll have their act together by then. But we'll see what happens. But it, I, I mean, I hope I hope their defense is awful until at least week four. But we'll see. Well, the thing about it, it's this schedule looks a lot like the schedule from 2015 when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They had three easy games at the beginning, and then week four they played the um, the Seahawks and in Seattle, and that was the game. That was the year after Seattle won the Super Bowl, I believe. And people said, okay, that's the game the Panthers are going to lose. And um, they actually came back and won that game. They were down by double digits, I think, in the fourth quarter or late second half, and they Cam Newton hit Greg Olson in the middle of the end zone for a touchdown beat the Seahawks, and that was the starting point in the season because up until that point, they beat the Texans, they beat the Vikings, I believe, and the Saints or something like that. It's three easy games. That was what turned their season around. I think that Patriots game would be a good indicator of whether the Panthers are contenders or pretenders this year. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, you got the Lions. Um, Matthew Stafford got that huge contract. About $150 million, I believe, it was $130 million. Highest paid player in NFL history. <laughs> Which a lot of people were hating on that contract, but I thought it was, I don't think it was terrible. Because if, if, in the NFL, if you, if you can get your franchise quarterback, you get them. You pay him however much money you need. Stafford, he was a great quarterback last year. Like, I I noticed that, say, different. he can't win big games or whatever, but football is a team sport. And, and, you know, you can't blame wins and losses on. Like, basketball is different because basketball is star-driven, I guess. But... Matthew Stafford doesn't play defense for the Lions. He doesn't control their offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, there's only so many good quarterbacks, so if you have one that's top, you know, half of the league, you have to pay him and keep him. You can't can't let him go on, really. But. Uh, week seven, they play the Bears. Um, where we see Mitch Trubisky there in action that night? <laughs> I mean, if there's a time, if there's a time. But it, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's in Chicago, so Tar Heel fans cannot go see him. I guess if you're a Tar Heel fan that lives in Chicago, you can go see him. But um I'm sure there's some out there. We are yeah. uh you know, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Got a big fan base, maybe. <laughs> but um anyways looking over what what's your prediction for the Panthers record? I say ten to six. Um I predict if we lose to the Patriots, even though I think we can easily win that game. I got I gotta lose it to either the Eagles or the uh, Buccaneers. So pick one. I think we split those two games. Mm-hmm. Next week, week nine against the Falcons at home. That'll be a very interesting game too, because the Falcons they were awesome last year and they look to be awesome again this year. But the NFL, the way it is, if you lose the Super Bowl, you're probably not going to be as good the next year. Like people were projecting the Panthers to go back to Super Bowl last year, or at least get in the playoffs, and they went six and ten. Mm. Um, it's just hard to project. Like the Patriots look look like they had some Madden curse going on. Brady's on the cover of Madden. The Super Bowl hangover. I mean, I know it's one game. You don't want to overreact, but they didn't look great last night. I'm gonna go 12 and four. 12 I'm and four. I'm optimistic. I just so 12 and four. Does that put us as number one seed in the NFC? Mm. 
I don't know. We're close to the one seed. I just I feel like we're gonna have another MVP season from Cam. I think this is the the comeback season for Cam. Jerry is saying that because Cam is on a fantasy team. It's not the only reason. <laughs> it's not the only reason. But anyways, um, so I say ten and six. Drew says twelve and four. Either way, we're both projecting a great season. At first, I was not expecting us to be great, but kind of like I'm kind of hyped about Christian McCaffrey. I'm on the McCaffrey hype train. I think it's gonna be great. So uh, let's start in the AFC East, where the Patriots are currently in last place at 0 and 1. <laughs> do you not? Do you have somebody besides the Patriots winning that division? <laughs> J E T S. No, uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Patriots. Patriots. There's, there's no chance. There. Yeah, Patriots. I say they go. I say they go 11 and 5. I give them four more losses. I, I don't have their schedule in front of me, and I honestly don't care. I don't need to see the schedule. I trust Tom Brady. Um, that team is the most dependable team in sports. The, that organization knows what they're doing. Um, and the Bills and Jets have no interest in winning this year. They want to get a high draft pick. And the Dolphins. You never know, though. Jay Cutler. Yeah. You never know. Jay Cutler was in the broadcast booth two weeks ago. So. <laughs> um, and the and the Dolphins lost Ryan Tannehill for after the season. I guess now they got Cutler. But um, Jets, they're starting Josh McCown, the tank commander, I like to call him. <laughs> I think I saw he had, he's like 15 and 40 in his career in, in starts. So. <laughs> He's a good tank commander. Okay, so up to AFC North, which is this is a pretty interesting division. You got Steelers; they're the favorites. The Browns look to be better this year. Um, I think I might have said that, but the Browns do look to be a little bit. They look to be respectable this year. I say it. Okay, over under four wins for the Browns. Ooh, I don't know. I'd probably go over four. Okay, I'll go over two. I was hoping you would go under, but um, anyways, um, Steelers are the best team in that division. They got the, the three Bs. Big Ben, Bell, and Brown. Um, their offense is sacked. Their defense, not but it's not, it's not the steel curtain of the old the old days, but it's good enough to win the AFC North. I think the Bengals are a sleeper team this year, though. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm got, I got to go the Steelers too, but uh, they need Big Ben to stay uh, healthy. He hasn't been great at that lately. So, but yeah, I like the Steelers. They're, they're they find the Bengals is um Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was. I would say he was the best running back in the draft this past year, but he had an awful character problem. Mm. Um, another domestic violence <laughs> uh, accuser, I guess the word would be. People were concerned about his character. He would have been a sure first round pick. Like if his character was not a problem, I think he would have gone to the Panthers instead of McCaffrey. But um, Mixon's great. He dominated Oklahoma. I think he was suspended the last few games this season because domestic violence case came up. And the reason he's not suspended like Elliott was because they happened before he was in the NFL. They can't, they can't suspend him for not, you know, he wasn't employed under them at the time, so it doesn't matter. Hmm. But, um, so, yeah, I got to see what's in that division. But I think I got the Bengals as the wild card team in that um, division. A.J. Green's one of the best receivers in the league. He's kind of disrespected. He's kind of under the radar. Um, Tyler Eifert's a great tight end. He, he keeps getting injured, but he can stay healthy. And Andy Dalton doesn't get Andy Dalton's not a great quarterback, obviously, but he's good enough to get you in the playoffs. There's a lot of people hating on Andy Dalton, but he's he's a good quarterback. I like him. Um, that's my hot take. I like Andy Dalton. But, <laughs> hot take. But anyway, AFC South not a great division either. Ooh, ugly division. Um, just as bad. It's probably worse than the in the AFC East. The AFC East at least has the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The AFC South, it's like if you want it, draw. A lot of people are just those teams are bad. Um. Before the season started, actually, the Jaguars were my sleeper team until I saw Blake Bortles throw the ball. So that's out of the window. But anyways, AFC South, who's your winner for the AFC South? I'll take 
Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. Because, I mean, you know, I, I think, honestly, any of the four could win, but that's just because none of the four are any good. So we'll see what happens. But I'm definitely picking against the Colts because they're just pathetic. So <laughs> I'm going <laughs> Mariota. This is actually, if I could, the, the other than the Patriots, if I could have one pick I'm confident about winning their division, I'm confident with the Texans winning this division. Hmm. My 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 logic behind this is that I don't think Tom Savage is going to last the whole season as a quarterback, and Deshaun Deshaun Watson is going to come in. And we saw in college how great Deshaun Watson is. My thing with Watson is that he turns all over a lot. He's kind of like Jameis Winston. He throws a lot of interceptions. He threw a lot of interceptions this past year, but he he, he does great in the big game. He was great in both championship games this year. It wasn't done this year, but the last few years. Um, they got a great running back Lamar Miller and um. DeAndre Hopkins, another Clemson player, that's wide receiver. Uh, Will Fuller, really good from Notre Dame as well. Mm-hmm. And that defense, J.J. Watt was not healthy last year. I think he got hurt after week two or three. But um, he'll be healthy this year. J.J. Von Clowney is going to be a beast. They got a good secondary. I love their defense. I think they're going to win the division. Maybe maybe even win a playoff game this year. Wow, so. you just scared me. I, I, I kind of want to change my pick now, <laughs> but I'll, I'll stay with Mariota. All right, we went from the weak division to probably the strongest division Good in all of football, night. the AFC West. Like, the Chargers, they'll probably get last place, and they're, they're by far the best last place team in the NFL this year. So, AFC West, Drew, who is your prediction for the AFC West? Man, it's tough, especially after Kansas City did that to New England last night. I don't know. I guess i got to go Oakland. I just I, – I like Carr, so I'll go Oakland. Yeah, Oakland was actually my pick, too, but – the Chiefs, they looked awesome last night. Actually, last year, I hate to admit this, but they were my Super Bowl pick last year. Oh, wow. I thought their defense, I thought, I know Tom Brady's a lot better than Alex Smith. I know last night he didn't play better than Alex Smith, but Tom Brady's better than Alex Smith. Um, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> if you looked at the roster after Tom Brady, so 2-53, the Chiefs had a better roster last year than the Patriots did. Travis Kelsey's a great tight end. I know, Gronk wasn't on the field last year, so he, he was there than Martellus Bennett. Um, their defense was better than the Chief, than the Patriots defense. Their running their run game was great. I know the running back wasn't Chuck Hendrick West was a running back in the playoffs last year. I know he's not great, but he did a good job. But they failed me last year, Chiefs lost the Steelers. But this year they won the division. Oakland was my pick. Derek Carr is a great quarterback, but that Chiefs defense and Andy Reid's a great head coach, at least I think. a lot of people don't like Andy Reid, but I like him. So Chiefs are my Went in the division, but Oakland will get in as a wild card. So to recap, we both had the Patriots in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. We both had the Steelers in the AFC North. Drew's got the Titans, I got the Texans. And Drew's got the Raiders, and I got the Chiefs. So six playoff teams in the AFC for me. The Patriots, Steelers as the top. Actually, no, Patriots is the one seed. Chiefs as the two seed. Then we've got the Steelers at three. The... um. Texans at four, Raiders at five, and Bengals at six. So, Drew, who are who are your uh, six AFC playoff teams? Um, let's see. I didn't do this before, but um, I'll go New England one. Just you know, they're New England. Yeah, they're gonna get there. Um, I guess my two seed will be the Oakland Raiders. Um, three will be the Steelers, then the Titans, and then we're gonna go um, with the Chiefs. As the other, well, the one wild card team, and then the other one will be the, 
You told me in the Texans. I'm taking the Texans. Texans. We talked about how bad that division was. Yeah. Just put two teams in. Well. <laughs> two teams in. <laughs> but anyway, the NFC, which is a lot more stacked than the um, AFC. I like to call it the Eastern, the Western Conference of the uh, <laughs> NFL. The East, you got the Patriots, you got the Steelers, and after that, kind of like, eh, you got the Celtics. I guess Celtics be better this year, so it don't. It, but then you got the Wizards and the, you know, it's teams that are okay, but they're not going to do anything. And mm-hmm. They're not going to win a Super Bowl or anything. But NFC is all the you can go anywhere with the NFC predictions. So let's start off in the toughest division in the NFC, the NFC East. Man, this one's tough for me. I, it's this division seems to always be really close. Generally, um, I don't know. I feel like it's the Giants here. I'm going New York Giants. I had the Giants before Ezekiel Elliott suspension was well not overturned, but at least it's delayed. But the Cowboys lost a couple people from deep on their defense this year. Um, I wanted I wanted to pick the Cowboys, but I'm going with the Giants as well. Um, they got Brandon Marshall now to go alongside Odell, Odell Beckham. Uh, Sterling Shepard looks like he's have a good year as well. I don't know who, who their tight end is off the top of my head, but if you had those three receivers, it's not really important who your tight end is. Mm-hmm. But Giants, the problem with the Giants is that they have no run game whatsoever. Paul Perkins is in the more running back, which is not anything to speak of. Um, they don't have a run game. That could have been the playoffs this past year against the Packers. They, they could not run the ball. Eli Manning threw the ball like 60 times in that playoff game. Unless your name's Tom Brady, you cannot throw the ball over 50, 50, 55 times in the game they expect to win. And I believe Brady had like 65 pass attempts in the Super Bowl this past year, <laughs> which is insane. That's not, that's not a problem with the Giants. I think the Cowboys will struggle this year. Not struggle, but I think they'll win like nine, nine or ten games. Giants might pick in the uh, NFC East. I wanted to count out the Redskins. I know the Redskins. Kirk Cousins, he's not he's not great, but he's he's almost guaranteed to get you at least eight to eight and eight. They'll be competing um, for the not for the division, but for a wild card spot. Um, Josh Norman still in Washington, uh, former Panther. I don't know how much longer he's going to be good, but now it's starting to look like not signing Josh Norman was a good thing for the Panthers, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, Redskins are no team to keep an eye on. I don't think they win the division, but definitely for a six wild card spot, I think they could compete for it. So uh, the NFC North, the uh, Mitch Trubisky division. <laughs> he was winning the NFC North. Have they officially renamed it yet? <laughs> yes. Is that, is that officially um, To be determined. I'll go with the second best quarterback in that division, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Second best quarterback. So, that's all I'll go with. <laughs> Actually, I think the Lions can compete for division this year. Um, Stafford's, got, Stafford's got his money. I know a lot of players, when they get their money, they kind of fall off. But I think Stafford's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove that he's worth that contract that he was given. They have a Ever since Calvin Johnson left, it seems like he's gotten better, which was the opposite of what people were expecting. It's kind of like when um, Kelvin Benjamin got hurt in 2015. Panthers, everybody's saying, oh, Cam has nobody to throw to. Well, Cam made Ted again look like an all-pro receiver. Yeah. Um, like Golden Tate, Detroit best receiver this year. Um, they actually got former target Eric Ebron as their tight end. Oh, yeah. Um, the run game's not great. Uh, Theo Reddick, he's a, mainly a pass-catching running back. And they have Amir Abdullah, who's actually a pretty good running back, but I don't think it's going to have to win the NFC North. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, you can count on him. I think they squeak by in the NFC North, but I don't think it's as much of a landslide as people were expecting. So now to the good old NFC South, um, which just seems to be a different winner each year, although the Panthers won it three years in a row until well, this past season. 
But um, the Panthers reclaimed the throne this year in the NFC South. I guess you you already said you were, they were twelve and four, so yeah, they're gonna win. They're it. gonna win it. Yep. The Falcons. I mean, the Falcons are not gonna be good. That's my hot take in this in this pod. They will not be good. I want I want I want to take the Panthers, but I'm still I'm gonna stick with the Falcons. They're gonna go back to back. They got that new stadium. <laughs> I know the new stadium has nothing to do with it, but that stadium was pretty nice. Have you seen their new stadium? It's just I want I want to make a trip there this this, this year. But uh, anyways, Falcons. I think I got them winning the division barely. I think I'm going eleven and five. The Panthers at ten and six. So they're winning. I guess they're winning the, the deciding game with the Panthers. The last game of the season is in Atlanta, Week 17. Panthers Falcons. So that could have huge NFC South implications in that game. But yeah, I'll take the Falcons win the division. All the Panthers. I do have the Panthers into the playoffs. So the NFC West. Everybody likes the Seahawks in the NFC West, but are you one of those people, I guess? Yes, I'm definitely a Seahawks believer. The Seahawks, I think about the Seahawks is that they're getting old. They've had the same players there. Like, Earl Thomas almost retired this year, but he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Sherman's getting slower. Um, Michael Bennett, I mean, he's Michael Bennett's so good, but I mean, I guess now they have Eddie Lacy at running back, but... He literally has insisted in his contract. If he's under 300 pounds, he gets like a bonus. <laughs> I'm like, can somebody who has that in their contract actually be your number one running back for a playoff contending team? Like, I saw people putting them as a second team in the NFL. I just don't see it. I want to pick my sleeper team this year is the LA Rams. I don't think the LA Rams are going to division, but I think they were, I think Jared Goff's going to have a good year. He's going to surprise some people. Hmm. Um, I think Todd Gurley is going to be good, better this year. Last year they struggled because they have no passing game whatsoever. Um, it's it's hard to case Keenan for most of the year. Mm. He was bad. That's one of the few games Panthers won last year. They beat the Rams. But um, anyways, Case Keenan was not good. Jared Goff, I think he he was starting to show signs of potential in the preseason this year and in the last few games last year. They have Timmy Watkins now. Um, their defense is amazing. I think they're a good quarterback for being a Super Bowl contending team. If if he threw. Matt Ryan on the Rams or Matthew Stafford or somebody besides Goff, I think they can they can win the division, but not this year. I mean, they're I think they're one year away. Um, I have the Seahawks win the division again. They're kind of like the Patriots of the NFC now. They're just you you can trust Pete Carroll, you can trust Russell Wilson. That culture, they know how to win. They'll get to the playoffs. Um, but I actually have the Rams getting second place in the division this year. Hmm. Uh, Cardinals Carson Palmer is getting old. He was awful last year. Um. The 49ers obviously are getting last place. But Rams, I think they'll go 8-8 eight and eight and be second place. All right, so do you want to rank the uh, NFC? Yeah, so number one for me, or do you obviously have the um, Panthers number one, right? Or, yeah, they're, they're, they're number one seed. I'm, I'll go ahead and do mine. If all right, go, go to yours. So I'll, I have uh, the Carolina Panthers as your number one seed. I'll go the New York Giants as my two. I'll go um, – with where who's the next? Uh, the Green Bay Packers is my three seed, and the four seed Seattle. Um, I'll go with the Cowboys as one of my wild cards, and the Atlanta Falcons is the other one. Wow, sneaking in by the way, sneaking in. <laughs> barely getting in there. The Giants, I want to pick the Giants so bad, number one seed, but they have no run game. Their running backs are bad. The division's tough, and too. that division's tough too. And I'm going to go with the Packers as number one seed, although I'm not, I'm not in the that's confident with that pick. I don't 
I have no con- I would not bet a dollar on that selection. But um Packers my number one seed. I'll go I'll go Giants number two seed. Uh three seed Seahawks, four seed Falcons, fifth Panthers, and sixth I got the uh Detroit Lions at the sixth seed again. I believe for like a third straight year they've been the sixth seed. Hmm. So um last year they lost to Seattle. Last year they could have been in the NFC North champions, but they choked the last three games of the season, lost to the Cowboys, lost to the Packers and lost to the somebody. But um, anyway, so that this is good to uh, the conference championship game. Who do you have in the conference championship game? Um, I'll go with in the AFC. We'll go with the Patriots against the Oakland Raiders. Um, I like Oakland, so they were really good last year. If Derek Carr does not go down, who knows what could happen? They had the the lead in their division when that happened, and then. Obviously, they kind of fell off because they lost a really good quarterback. Yeah. On the other side, I'll go with – I don't want to be too big of a homer, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll have the Panthers losing, even though I, I don't want to. Not really. But um, I'll go with Green Bay versus uh, the Giants. Okay. I like the Giants and um, the Raiders. In the, I feel like in my predictions, I left off the Cowboys. Um, I didn't really mean to do that. <laughs> Um, so the Lions did not make the playoffs to me. The Cowboys are actually the sixth I I forgot the Cowboys existed for a minute, um, which is actually a good thing. I wish they didn't exist. But um, anyway, it's my conference game. I get the Packers. I got Packers in the Super Bowl. I got the Packers, and you know what? I don't know how this works seeding wise because the Panthers are fifth seed. But I, I, I got think I think the Panthers make a run in the NFC Championship game oh, this year. Um, my reasoning behind this is that they got a lot of new players on defense, like. New new players, I mean not new players, but like young players and old players, like Julius Peppers, um, Peppers. <laughs> but uh, they got and um, on offense too, Curtis Samuel, he's going to be really good, I think. He didn't really play a lot in the preseason, but um, there's always one team in the conference conference championships that probably doesn't belong there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like last year, the Packers upset the Cowboys. They didn't really belong there either. They had a lot of injuries. They got lucky to win that. Not lucky, but Rodgers was awesome in that playoff game against the Cowboys. But yeah, I got the Packers and the Raiders in the Super Bowl, and I've got the Raiders winning it all this year. Wow! So we were in agreement on yeah. the Raiders. Yeah, you? Raiders. The thing about Raiders, their defense is good. They got a great passing game, obviously. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. Um, they got a new tight end to um, Jared Cook. I believe his name was. Mm. From the, Jared Cook is actually the one who caught that game-winning catch against the Cowboys for the Packers last year. Mm. And um, the defense is awesome. Clue Mack. I think you you have a, kind of like a Von Miller impact on that team. He's actually my prediction for. Uh, Defensive player of the year in the whole NFL. So I think Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, everybody loves the Patriots, but I'm not on that bandwagon. They'll, they'll get the kind of championship game. Get, get this. I really didn't realize this until I saw it on the internet, but they've been in the conference championship game for six years in a row. <laughs> it didn't seem like it. I yeah. guess because they we just get used to seeing them there, you know? It's so crazy. But six years in a row, it's just, it, it, like NBA, like LeBron getting to the, to the final seven years in a row, but he's only beating like two or three good teams. Yeah, it makes sense. And it did all been the Celtics pretty much. Just the Celtics and the Patriots was good that one year. Mm-hmm. Patriots and the NFL, you know, it's more parody in NFL than there is in NBA, and it's more impressive for them to six straight conference championship games is crazy. So I think they make a seven this year, although their defense is very worrying. Like, I do not trust that defense whatsoever. But anyways, that's our predictions for the um, NFL this year. Let us know what you think about them. Um, a little bit homerish with the Panthers, but I think about 
I think they're a playoff team this year, and you can look at the NFL experts sort of thing online. Most of them are in agreement that the Panthers will be a playoff team this year, so. More than we can say about the North Carolina Tar Heels football team. Ooh. Ooh. Which I do not believe they will win very many games this year. We played Louisville Saturday, which is tomorrow. Um, that might be a long game. Lamar, Lamar Jackson might set a new record. How, yeah, how many yards how many are they going to run like, for against the Cal led up our defense, though. <laughs> but, anyways, um, let's know what you think of, of our uh, episode. Um, what do you think of our picks? I, I did say that Tom Brady is starting Alex Smith, so I was right about one yeah. thing. And this, oh, God, that's the hottest thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thanks for listening. We'll have something out again next week. We'll talk about if Constable upsets Louisville, we'll do a special episode about that, about how apologizing to Larry Fedora. But speaking of Larry Fedora, yeah. that podcast you mentioned, uh, how he was on the Insider Pod mm-hmm. with, uh, what's his name? Jones Angel. Yeah. Um, Adam Jones. <laughs> Jones asked him, he said, is this going to be your toughest, like, task? This is going to be a toughest season as a head coach. Without hesitation, yes. Yeah, yes. immediately this, said this, it, yeah. this is my hardest job. And whenever your head coach says that, that's kind of startling a little bit. He also said in that pod when asked who, like, there's obviously there was four quarterbacks at that time. He said they asked him basically, like, who's going to be starting. And he said, well, one of them's got to show that they're, that they're worthy of it. And so that, that scared me a little bit. And that obviously came to fruition yeah. in that game. Well, so. I think Brendan Harris proved that he's not a starting quarterback. <laughs> that was awesome. And the thing that bothered me the most is that they, like, after this week, who's starting? He's like, well, we're going to do it. They'll, they'll, they'll split time again. You know, the old thing, if, if you have two quarterbacks, you really don't have any quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. And Chad Surratt, the freshman, um, he looked, he was better than Harris. Not only was he better, but he's also younger. So we're, we're not, Tar Heels aren't competing for anything this year. They're not going to win the Coastal Division. They're not going to do anything. But, while we're not going to do anything, I'll go play the freshman. Yeah. And uh, Michael Carter, I believe his name is, um, freshman running back. He was awesome against Cal, too. He's a freshman. So we have a freshman quarterback and running back. We're set for the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to watch. Anyways, um, hopefully it's not too that much of a blowout. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys later.